Here we are. It's February 22nd, 2022. This is the week of the CPM Teacher Conference. And it's episode 21 of the More Math for More People podcast. Cheers. Hello, I'm Joel. And I'm Misty. And this is More Math for More People, brought to you by CPM Educational Program. This podcast supports middle and high school teachers with best practices, relevant research, helpful hints and tips, and anything else that randomly comes to our minds. We hope you find this podcast both entertaining and informative for your math teaching practice. Boom. Hey, Joel, I know what day it is today. What day is it? It is National Walking the Dog Day. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, 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 whoop. The dogs are all having a party. (laughs) That's the dog EDM party. All right. Are you going to take Bella out for extra walks today? Uh, Am I going to take Bella out for extra walks today? Mm -hmm. Uh, Sure. Yeah. I'll take Bella out for extra walks today. You can take Wendell out for extra walks. Uh, We'll probably just do our normal routine. Bella doesn't get walks every day. So Mm. extra walks would be a walk sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) She's getting older. She enjoys walks still, but she gets Mm -hmm. conked out from them now. Wow. Yeah, she's she's getting there. So when you, uh, does Wendell have some uh, cues to know he's getting a walk? Yes. And uh, it's usually one walk in the evening. It's always about the same time. So there's like that repetition there. And Wendell, you know, just does what Wendell wants to do. So he doesn't really respond to you. Come here, let's go for a walk. He just <laughs> kind of sits like way far away and looks at you. <laughs> and so then I get the leash and I have to go to him. He just waits for me patiently, but he doesn't come to me. I go to him to put the leash on. Wow. And then we go out and we have our little path, same path that we take every night. And then we come back in. That's interesting. So he doesn't get super excited about going on a walk. And- nope. He's just, oh my gosh, really? We have to go on this walk? Yep. Wow, <laughs> that's of, so interesting. Yeah, I know. Bella, Bella, I have to avoid her being crazy to go on a walk. <laughs> she will, as soon as she, she has this sixth sense about it. I don't know why. I'm putting on shoes. I put on shoes often. <laughs> but somehow she knows I'm putting on shoes to go on a walk. This one's special. Yes, exactly. And so she starts getting all hyped up already. And as soon as I get the leash, she's just like, bah, 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 bah. like it's so hard to even get the leash on her. And then she's she's like the dog that like, no matter what, I have had all the different harnesses on her and everything. And she's just like, beeline and just like, <laughs> let's go faster. We got to go faster, 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 faster. Pulls on the leash. Yeah. Yeah. She's And she's telling all the other dogs about how great her walk is and they should not be on this sidewalk and mm-hmm. especially any dogs inside fences. Oh yeah. There's a couple dogs that live within our a block <laughs> of the house. So, you know, she's like, Oh, as soon as we go by, she's looking for him the whole time. Oh, is that dog here? I'm gonna tell him off. You know. <laughs> it's yeah. finally my opportunity. Exactly, exactly. That dog has just been talking trash to her for so long. <laughs> yeah. She she has a very predictable route that she goes uh-huh. now. And so she just you know, beelines up the street like six blocks and then it's like, boop. And even if I want to go more, she's like, nope, we have to turn here. Yep. And, and she just walks her very, very precise route. My aunt had a dog 
um, and it was adopted after it was a service dog. So it was, mm-hmm. it helped somebody who was in a wheelchair mm-hmm. and then that person passed away and, and my aunt adopted the dog. And so I would take this dog out. Bear was the dog's name. And for the first mile, same thing as Bella, like my arm would hurt so bad and Bear would pull side to side mm-hmm. because that's how you get a wheelchair to move is to pull. Like oh really? Side side. Oh, so interesting. Just, uh, and so that—that's what he was trained to do, mm-hmm. and it would just hurt. But for that first mile, then he was just so big and out of shape. He decided, I'm not going to walk after that distance. So the whole mile back, my arm still hurts because it's reaching back, <laughs> dragging. dragging him. It's a 120 pound dog. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, that's funny. He's like this. I this is outside of my contract limitations. That's right. <laughs> oh my gosh. When I had two dogs, I had Bella and I had the dog that one of my ex-partners has now, Owen. And Owen is a very galumpy, silly boy dog and mm-hmm. he's slightly bigger than Bella. But he, while we would walk, I'd have the two of them and he you know, would be pulling also, but he would like, what's this over here? What's this, what's, this, what's this over here? What's this over here? What's this over here? What's this over here? And so he's back and forth and back and forth and she just wants to beeline. And so he's constantly like running into her and knocking. And she was just like, Ugh. she was always so frustrated. It was very funny. But yeah, he would just like, oh, 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 some more things, more things, more things. Yeah, he's so much kind of a goofy guy. But that's so funny. Yeah. Walking dogs. That's a good thing. Walking dogs. Dogs, you know, they either like it or they don't apparently like it. Wendell is like, nope, I want to stay home. He will not be participating in National Walk Your Dog Day. He's not going to be that excited. Nope. That's okay. <laughs> Okay, we're here with uh, Arencio Medina from Anderson Junior High School in Chandler, Arizona. And Arencio, would you just take a moment and kind of introduce yourself to the listeners? Uh, well, like you said, uh, Arencio Medina, I this is my, I think, fifth year teaching eighth grade math, 10 years overall. And this is obviously the first time uh, trying CPM, which is something different in a positive way. <laughs> okay, good, good. And you've only taught eighth grade math for the last five years. You taught something else before that. I, I've been through seventh grade and sixth grade math. Oh, nice. So Chandler adopted CPM. I believe you were saying when we were talking earlier before, like in like 2019, maybe it was like the first year. And then you've had some disruption as we all have. And now this year is kind of your second year-ish back to sort of eh, maybe some normalcy. (laughs) Some correct. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that I I always like to ask people to draw a picture for us and describe for us what your classroom looked like before you started CPM. Before I started CPM, I would configure it several ways throughout the year, but it was always an individual desk. It was no, Mm -hmm. not even pairing Sometimes I arrange it as a stadium just to change it up for uh-huh. <laughs> rows and th- different styles, but it, it wasn't ever paired up because I didn't, even though I've tried it in the past, I didn't know how to get them to work together. So I didn't set it up that way since I didn't know how. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and then what would the class activity have looked like? A class activity? Yeah, like what would the lesson have looked like? Most lessons uh, were a lot of direct instruction. I do, we do, you do type of lessons. That would be the meat of it, actually. 
Yeah. You know, I so appreciate you saying that, Rencio. That was really how my classroom was too before CPM. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. So when you, when, when Chandler, you know, first decided to adopt CPM and you first started looking at the materials, what, what thing were you, I don't want to say most afraid of, but like what what thing do you, where you're like, this is going to be the hard thing to do. It was in my mind, it seemed not possible. Maybe even though you see videos of how a lesson may be implemented, you always think, yeah, that's just the video. Right. That's not reality. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so it, it was stressful, honestly, in the beginning, because even though I'm implementing, I went through, I reviewed, and I looked at, I tried to picture the lesson in my head. Still was that doubt thinking, this is not going to work. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work. And so once you initiate the lesson and start going through it and notice that, the kids are doing what you expected them to do, yeah. and it's going like the video. <laughs> like, so yeah. <laughs> it kind of shocking a bit because the mindset still was ha- had that piece of doubt in it. And that's that. That's how it was. Uh, so I was in the beginning reluctant to do it, and and also nervous. Because uh, we tend to forget that if something's not working, you can change it on the spot. You can do whatever. I mean, it wasn't my first year teaching. It's just my first year teaching a different structure. That's all. So I was glad it, it was working out, I guess. <laughs> That's cool. That, what, what was your first one that you tried? Do you remember what kind of strategy or collaboration you tried first? It was, uh, I think it's called something else. But I, the way I was told, it was the... Swap and meet, but I don't think it's called like it's mm-hmm. kind of like the traveling salesman. I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both are similar. Yeah, mm-hmm. that I liked, you know. And the timer will go off, and they once they get there, you start that timer. They sit and they're sharing that information. They're writing down, and then the timer goes off, and he switched to the next group. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. I was like, <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> this oh, is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> So if you had to describe your classroom now, what does your classroom look like now? And realizing you're still in the process, right? It is obvious that learning is going on, that higher level thinking is going on between all the sharing of ideas, between all the students. And one thing, once the lesson gets going, one thing you don't see me doing is guiding them through every step on how to solve a problem. Because they're figuring it out themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then what are you doing, Lorenzo? <laughs> I'm sitting back and enjoying the show. <laughs> that's the best place to be. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, I think that's one of the, that's one of the things that's hard sometimes for teachers to kind of grapple and get their minds around. If I'm not standing up in front, telling, then then how am I helping, right? How am I supporting students and how am mm-hmm. I moving them forward? And and that your job shifts and changes in a really important way. Big time. It it does. And so I'm curious about maybe what are you looking forward to keep working on? So we've talked a lot about collaboration here just in this point and study team and teaching strategies, things like that. What other aspects of the program are you working on right now? The thing that I would like to do is is just trying different strategies 
teamwork strategies because I noticed that I have gotten comfortable with the ones, you know, two, three strategies mm -hmm. and I use them all yeah. the time, but always trying different ones to actually see how they actually work. You know, not just in theory, oh, this is what it is. Apply them and see how they work and can always tweak them. And I think a lot of us forget that, that we think it's, it's some kind of structure written in stone, but it's not. You can always tweak it, adjust it, mm -hmm. depending on your demographic of student. Mm -hmm. Yep. What are some of the ways that you tweak it, Arancio? Can you give an example? Well, it can be from the lessons to the strategies. Uh, for example, there was a, oh, there was a strategy, uh, you told me about, uh, I'm not good with the names. What is it? Uh, I spy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I chose, I said, well, I can't just looking at my groups. I can't just cho choose. Like, for example, if there's a group that's struggling, I cannot just choose any student in that group. I have mm -hmm. to be specific mm -hmm. about who I'm going to choose because otherwise they're not, <laughs> they're not going to follow through. They're going to get off task. They're going to do whatever. So I have to make sure I know who I'm picking and give them the structure of what it is that I want them to do when they go over. Just go look, observe, write down information, and then just come right back. Mm -hmm. And so if, if you're just picking someone at random, uh, as a teacher, you know your students mm -hmm. and you know, mm -hmm that it'll be higher percentage of success with a, a certain student than it would be with another. So Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, one, one thing I did, actually, Joe was there at, at that lesson that I was teaching, if you remember. Mm -hmm. It was kind of a, it was direct instruction in the beginning, if you remember. I went and I, I gave a short lesson, direct, it was a direct instruction lesson that, I don't know, didn't take me more than five minutes, I don't think. And but it's because I have had so many students in and out, in and out between quarantine and all that, that I just wanted to make sure they had this basic skill that they would need to at least think about how to solve these problems that were coming up in the lesson. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I did that. And then I introduced the lesson. That is I love a, that idea of just-in-time teaching. I was there. just going to say that. I was going to say that's a perfect <laughs> example of just-in-time yeah. instruction there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, totally. Anticipating, knowing from your formative assessment or your experience that they're going to need something, giving them just that one little thing, and yep. then just because they need it for this next piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Those are the things I think that it is it is challenging for teachers to feel okay about doing that. I mean, here's this whole thing and, and you get all this messaging about doing what it says, right? We should probably continue to do what it says all the time. And, but to some extent, you gotta, you also have to, you have to use your own experience and knowledge and pieces to figure out how to tweak it and make it work. Absolutely. But that's, that's hard to do. <laughs> it it when, definitely is. When you don't know the whole thing, definitely as you get more comfortable with it, you find other ways to do it. Definitely, yes. Well, one thing I'm always curious about too, Arencio, is any advice or suggestions you'd give to anybody who's implementing CPM who might be struggling or hesitant, what advice would you give them? I would say read. At the beginning of every lesson has that, what they're expected to learn, if materials, if they need any, and, and then it, it walks you through the lesson, what, what are the core problems and such. Definitely read that entire page, highlight it, highlight what you feel it's important. And then after you go through it, click on the uh, teacher tab where it has the videos. Mm -hmm. And the teacher notes there. 
Yeah, they can, if they're still hesitant or can't fully envision that, that lesson, they can click on that video and, and get a better idea of how the lesson will be going or should be going. Yeah, those math casts are great. Yeah. Can they help draw a picture? Like a lot of times it's like, I don't quite see mm-hmm. how this might look. You can kind of yes. see it and understand it better. That's great advice. Thanks. Well, Arencio, we sure appreciate you taking time out of your day to come and visit with us. Absolutely. And share your experience. I know it's it can be challenging to come into a public space and say, yeah, it was hard. I did all this really hard stuff and I wasn't quite sure mm-hmm. I could do it. And so we really appreciate that. It's very uh, brave of you. We have a risk taker. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Arencio. Yeah. And have a great rest of your year. We hope it goes great. It's good to see you again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Okay. It was so good to see Arencio again. Yeah. I think that's. Is that the first person we've talked to that either one of us actually has met before? I think that's true. I think so. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We don't get around as much as we think we do. That's right. Well, we've had a lot of good suggestions from all of our coworkers, so that's good. Absolutely. I really appreciate I I mean, I tried to say this at the end of the conversation as well, but I really appreciate Arencio coming in and and not being quite comfortable sitting and and saying like, ooh, you know, at first everything was hard and I didn't like it and I had to try these things. And and then I was like, wow, it worked. That's a challenging thing to do. And and I appreciate his risk taking. And I I hope that, you know, his students see that because that helps them take risks too. Absolutely. And I I like that he, you know, I just picked a couple of strategies that he was working on. And I thought of this just now and I didn't get a chance to ask him of which Mm. ones don't work well for him. Because for me, I hot seat. I never gave up on trying it, but it just never oh. worked for me. Sort of. Like I could never. Like in what way did it not work? I, I could never manage the situation very well. So my kids, either I wasn't specific enough or I, mm-hmm. um, I couldn't, I couldn't run it in the way that I expected mm-hmm. my kids to do it. So there was a disconnect maybe in the communication, but okay. it always just didn't work out the way I wanted it to. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder if there was a way you could have changed the format or, you know, thought about it differently, like he was saying something. Yeah, I bet there totally would have been. Well, Hot Seat's not one I ever tried, so I can't speak to that. But yeah, I think there are. That's That would have been an interesting question to see what is that he's Mm -hmm. tried and and has discarded for various reasons. Yeah. Or I was going to say in the following visits, just to Mm -hmm. see what he's tried throughout this year and get to see him again in the fall and have these conversations again. So that'll be really cool. That is one of my favorite things is in when we do, like when I have a coaching contract or an ongoing connection with a school to see, see their growth over time mm-hmm. and, and when they really take control of it. And I'm just there sort of like nudging and consulting. I mean, I'm, yeah. they think I'm doing great things and I'm, I'm like, you're, you're doing it all. I'm just yeah. here, you know, kind of like saying, hmm, what about that? So yeah, totally. that's really, that's super fun though. I'm Kathy Williams, and my favorite study team and teaching strategy is I spy. I love to have students who might be in a group that's doing a little bit of struggle. And so I'll have one of the students go and 
spy on some other teams. Now, they're not allowed to take any paper or pencil with them, and they are not allowed to talk. They're just allowed to look over the shoulders and see what's going on at a couple of other teams. I might direct them, oh, why don't you go see this team or that team? So they will get some good ideas, and then they can come back to their original team and at least provide a takeoff point for where that group might have been stuck and kind of give them a little more direction. So that's definitely one of my favorite strategies, I spy. For more information and to stay connected with CPM happenings, you can find CPM on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Our intro music is one of the very talented contributions that you can find on pixabay.com. Thank you, Julius H., for your creation. Join us for the next episode of More Math for More People. What day will that be, Joel? It'll be March 8th, and it's National Be Nasty Day, and it's also National Oregon Day. But Be Nasty Day just kind of sounds like an interesting holiday I've never celebrated before, but it looks like it's kind of like this tongue-in-cheek way to celebrate being a little less polite. So for anybody who's too polite out there, it's a day to break away from that and be a little bit nasty. And then we're also going to celebrate Oregon Day and learn a little bit about Misty's home state of Oregon and things that you can do on National Oregon Day would be like to go visit Crater Lake National Park or you can 